What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. I'm Melissa Malati, your host, and I hope you're having the most fabulous day so far. I'm so excited to jump into today's episode. It is with my mentor, one of my favorite people on this planet. Truly, I cannot give her enough compliments because she is someone that I am just so happy came into my life and she is my first like original spiritual teacher. I have taken so many classes with her and they're incredible and I just needed to have her on Namaste and I have literally been asking her for years and finally she said yep I'm ready I want to come on and that was a joyous day. (laughs) So you are about to listen to my episode with none other than Faye Mansfield so stay tuned and let's jump right into it. This episode of the Namaste podcast is sponsored by the Audible app. If you do not have a subscription to Audible, but you like listening to audiobooks, where have you been? What are you doing? (laughs) If you would like to possibly get a free book with the 30-day trial, I have a code for you to try out the Audible app. Like I said, I'm obsessed with it. I've had it for many, many years. And so they have given me a code to give to all of you if you would like to receive a free book with the 30-day trial. What you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash namaste and then you can redeem your free book with the 30-day trial. So check it out if that interests you. Now let's get to today's episode with Faye Mansfield. Today on Namaste, I have a very special guest. Her name is Faye Mansfield. She is, I want to say, my mentor, my teacher, and just all around such an amazing person and my friend. And I am just so happy that she's finally coming on the show. So welcome, Faye. (laughs) Thank you, Melissa. That was very nice of you to say all those nice things. Oh, no problem. I mean, it it comes out easily because I just love you so much. I don't even think Faye understands how much I love her. I talk about her a little too much to everybody. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about you a lot on this show. So people will probably recognize your name because every so often, you know, I'll say my teacher Faye said this or my teacher Faye taught me this because you you were my first spiritual teacher within, you know, this um, you know, spiritual realm that I've now become a part of. So um, you mean a great deal to me. So I'm just so happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. And right back at you. Yes. Yeah. Or no, right back at you. Sounds yeah. better. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Faye is, um, she is a Reiki teacher. She's also a spiritual development teacher. She, she teaches psychic development classes. She's ta- teached, um, taught, goodness, I'm, we're both stumbling. <laughs> She has taught um, a spiritual clearing course. I, of course, have taken all of her classes pretty much at this point. And so I thought, Faye, why don't we just start off with um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to getting to this place of where you teach these fabulous classes. Okay. I was taking a course and I met a lady and we became friends and she said to me one time, you open your mouth as if you're going to say something and then you don't. Huh. And I'm looking at her rather 
strange thinking, okay, now how does she know this? So we went on talking and it turned out that she knew a church in my area where she said that it's a church full of psychics. It's a spiritualist church. And she thought that the reason I was opening my mouth as if I was going to say something is because I did have something to say, but what I didn't realize is I was picking it up intuitively, but she did. And she said, you should continue to say it because you've got things to share with people. So that started it off. We went to the spiritualist church and we became members. I took the classes. We would have the classes start in September and they would go to the following May and there were different levels. And she had many teachers along the way that she had introduced me to that were her teachers. And it it was just fascinating. She was an amazing psychic, still is an amazing psychic. So then at the church, they found out I was a teacher and they, in the past, had been a teacher. And so they asked if I would be an assistant teacher. And I was. And then eventually I started teaching classes out of my home and Another spiritual place opened up in Ajax. I was teaching classes there and spontaneously in walks this lady who turns out to be eventually the owner of Odyssey. And she had one class with me and I thought she was just amazing. Then a few years later, I was teaching classes out of a home in, in Pickering area and she lives in Ajax area. And she came to those classes and in one of those classes, she was meditating and she was told that she was to open a spiritual bookstore. So we were so excited about it. And we thought this is fabulous. And that's how Odyssey was born. And so I've been teaching there ever since. Whoa, I did not know that's how Odyssey was born. That is so cool. Whoa. So it was divine guidance for Debbie to open the store. Absolutely. (gasps) Absolutely. And along the way, I can't, I wish I could remember all the little synchronicities that she had. Mm. The address that she eventually had the store at was the same number for the store is the same number for her house. So when she saw the address, she she thought that was a bit of a sign. There was something to do with the counters that she needed to purchase. And she was driving along and there was a sale, these fabulous counters. And that was sort of a stumbling block back then to get them. And so that was another sign. So it just, it all just snowballed and she's still there. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And for everyone that's listening, that has heard me talk about Odyssey in the past, because I actually, this is something I bring up a lot along with mentioning your name, Faye. (laughs) Odyssey is the store that I constantly talk about that I've taken all the spiritual classes and Reiki. It is located in Ajax, but Pickering Ajax, essentially, is it like the it, Pickering? Just a bit east of the division between Ajax and Pickering. Right. It's, it's on, on the it's Old Kingston Road Courtyard Mall. Right. Okay, cool. Yes. And then Faye teaches there pretty much full time, right? And um, well, man. we did. When the store was open, I did. Yes. The store is open in terms of selling products, but right. still, still closed for a lot of classes. So. 
Oh, so sad. I cannot wait till everything opens up and I can start taking classes again because, man, wow. I miss it. And Odyssey has such a beautiful vibe, doesn't it? And in the in the basement where we do the classes, it has such a cool energy. And, and literally, it is very cold as well. It's, it's quite cool oh, yeah. down there. <laughs> I always come with like big sweaters on whenever I take the classes. But it's um it's such a calming, beautiful, loving energy that... I think everyone that goes into that store comes out feeling lighter and happier. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I have driven to the store on my way to have a class and been quite sick and really would have liked to have stayed at home. Wow. But I couldn't because I knew people would be coming and it's not the easiest type of class to get a substitute for. Sure. So I kept on going. And by the time I got to Odyssey, I mean, along the way, I was still feeling ill within about 15 or 20 minutes. I kid you not. It was like I hadn't been sick. Wow. I thought it's amazing. Almost to the point where maybe the next time if I'm sick, even if I don't have a class, I'll just drive to Odyssey and and see how things work out. Right. But so many people have said that they'll come with a headache. They'll come with a sick stomach, whatever. Yeah, no, I've definitely had that experience myself for sure. I remember a couple of years ago, right before I started hosting Cricket Live, I was really sick, but also just feeling mentally super low. And I just needed to do something different. And I was like, oh my gosh, Odyssey, <laughs> please heal me. And so I drove to Odyssey and I probably spent an hour there and got ice cream because there's a cute ice cream store next door and really just took my time exploring. And I felt so much better afterwards. And it's amazing. I think the store in itself is completely healing and it's beautiful. I love it so much. <laughs> and, and the more we get into understanding how energy works, mm -hmm. it does make sense to me logically that if the energy in the store is higher and we are basically energy beings, then it has the potential to raise our energy levels. Absolutely. That's what does the healing. Right. But the, the kicker was to be in the presence of that energy to start with. So when you've got the staff in there doing the crystal, like the singing bowls or when they do the, I forget now, the, the pendulum. Uh, pendulums. But when they have the other bowl that they put the products in and they will cleanse them. It's not a singing bowl? Yes, singing bowl. There yeah, you go. Yes, yeah. Yes, they put like the stones in it and they make it sing and so so that they can cleanse it. It's so cool. All that raises the energy, right? Raises yeah. the vibration. It's like, okay, I can just stay here. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. And also every single person that works there just knows so much. They and they have a thirst to learn more. They just know so much about rocks or stones and uh, and books and and they'll use their pendulum to help you answer questions and they know about the Bach flower remedies. And I mean, I know all this because they've taught me, <laughs> you know, just through asking questions. They just seem to know so much. And I think that's so awesome when you can stumble upon a store and the employees are just happy to be there, you know, because that doesn't happen that often. I think Chapters is the only other store that I know that the employees you like actually really like working there. <laughs> so it's that, cool. That's interesting. Yes. That, yes. I, now I'm thinking back to the times that I've been in the chapter store before the pandemic. So, yes, they do. Don't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yes. You walk in and you feel welcome and yeah. you know that whatever you're looking for, and it amazes me how they can remember where it is because they're, 
there is so much, especially all the little tiny items. For sure. All the books. I've never, ever been able to keep up at all with new the new book supply. For sure. When we first got into this, I may have told you this story years ago in one of the classes that we would get a book. Well, first of all, there might have been one store at a time in okay. this area, a metaphysical and store, and we would get a new book and we, there'd just be one copy. So whoever bought it would read it first and then we'd share it among the people in the in the church. Oh. And then the first, whatever store was in business at the time when I started going there, then it eventually closed. We waited, we got another new one in and the same thing would happen. There'd be very few books coming in. At Odyssey, forget it. You can't keep on top of them. Oh, I just love hearing about all these stories. And um, Faye actually was my very first teacher. I think I might've mentioned, mentioned this at the beginning, but she was my first teacher at Odyssey and she taught me psychic level one. And then what did I take next? Did, did I take spiritual development after that? I think maybe. And then I went on to taking the spirit clearing course. So my question is, um, where did you, I mean, I guess through, you know, reading and through the classes that you took before, is that how you built up all this knowledge to start developing these courses? Were you inspired? Were they intuitive guidance? How did they sort of come about? I would say based on what I had learned at the church to start with, right. I had desire to go a, a different direction to learn more about a particular topic. So when I started doing the classes myself at, out, of, out of my home and other people's homes, then I would in, like I would research that topic right. and do a class on that. And then it just snowballed. And then when, when Odyssey opened, the customers started trickling in. I think in the first couple of months, she had over a thousand on her mailing list. Whoa. Now I have no idea how many, but I think back then that was a lot to have in that short a time frame. And people would come in and ask for certain things. So then the, the owner, Debbie, would say to me, Faye, could you do a course on such and such? So back to the drawing board and research it. And then a lot, along the way, I'm also having my own input when I'm reading a book I'm going to choose the sections out of the book that point out to the things that I want to teach to people because there's yeah. there's so many ways of looking at the metaphysical beliefs so many different systems you have to go with whatever's comfortable for you so I would say that's how most of the courses came about you know that's actually one of the things that I really love about your classes in particular is that one you bring so much knowledge to the table, but two, you kind of keep it open-ended to have everyone sort of come up with their own opinion. Like you, you make it a, a discussion and people feel open enough to ask questions and challenge your ideas. And, and it's, it's such a beautiful open atmosphere that I think, um, it really allows people to learn what you're presenting. Whereas, you know, sometimes you all take classes and the teachers will just kind of teach and that will be that. And we just all sit and listen. But I really love that you have structured a lot of your classes with making it open uh, and you present ideas so that people can chew on them and then we can discuss them. And it's very cool. Yeah. And I like the discussions too. And I particularly like the questions because then I have to think. 
Yeah. Hmm. When I get the really deep questions, it's like, oh, okay. Now, how do I answer that one? Right. So I can call information, excuse me, in the notes, I can call on information from my experiences, but no, I, I like the discussions too. Right. I don't think there's any, well, I've come to the conclusion after this last year with the pandemic and the different sources of information, there isn't any one truth, which is not a big theory. I'm sure that's been said by many people before, but it's now it's like, it's an individual truth. Hmm. Everybody's got their own truth. Definitely. Because I talk to like-minded people and we'll discuss a particular topic and they'll be seeing it one way and I'll be seeing it another. When you add all that together, it affects the final outcome as to what I think is the truth. Hmm. So it's very, it's been a very confusing year. Would you not? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) You know, that's really interesting that you said that because I've been thinking about that as well and how, I mean, we all just think so differently and you can believe that the world is in such a a treacherous state, but (laughs) I mean, when you look at, I don't know, for me personally, I, I so agree with this and I think if you believe that your life is beautiful, you're going to see a beautiful life around you. If you believe that life is scary, you're going to see all the scary things around you. And really it does come down to your right individual belief in how we see the world. And that is how it's going to play out. And I think you're right. I think on like a grand scale, it's going to affect the real truth if there even is one I don't know sometimes I think is there even a truth or or is it just all a story in our minds <laughs> I agree yeah. I, I heard I heard a medical doctor last year say if you've ever watched the matrix watch it again and think of it as a documentary oh yeah it's like what <laughs> no there's a truth that was her truth mm-hmm. Poten- potential discussion there and so on. So yes, it's been, it's been a a real eye opener, I think. Definitely. So there'll probably, if we ever get the classes back rolling in Odyssey, there'll probably be a lot more discussions. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I think a lot of people have been going on a spiritual journey since all of this sort of started. I've noticed a lot more people, quote unquote, waking up and questioning what the heck is life? And, you know, I think maybe we have had a lot more quiet time than we might've had before. Um, personally, I'm, (laughs) I'm a little bit of a loner, so I have a lot of quiet time, but I think some people that are used to being super social, they never really got the chance before. And I think now they're, they've had this opportunity to go within and have some silent time. And I think it is making a lot more people question and, and wake up and, and, and sort of become spiritual on a deeper level. So um, I think if anything, Odyssey is going to explode once this, I mean, it already has, it's such a huge store, but I think even more so we're going to see more people come to the store and become more spiritual within the next while. I've had that thought too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Searching for answers. Definitely. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Well, cool. Well, okay. So I want to um, talk about, so in our psychic development classes, this, just thinking about these times brings me so much joy because like I said, it's the beginning of my, well, not, I mean, I've 
kind of been on this journey since I was a kid and I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you have stories from when you were a kid, probably seeing spirit or whatnot, or not really knowing what you were seeing and whatnot. But I think, you know, in these classes, that's when I first started trusting in what was happening to me and, or what I was feeling and really just getting to know myself on that deeper level and becoming more intuitive. And my favorite thing that we did in our psychic development class was we played some games to help us trust in our intuition a little bit more. And I don't know if you still do this, but we played this game where you had everyone, you, you split us up into two groups and you had one group go upstairs and, and we weren't allowed to hear what the second group decided. Everyone had to go upstairs. And then, then the second group had to stay downstairs and together come up with an object or a thing. So say a spoon and we, and they had to focus on that. And throughout the week, they had to like, (laughs) think of spoon and send it to the other group. And then the next week, um, the other group had to say in the circle what they think they received. And I remember it wasn't, so it wasn't a spoon. It was something else. But I remember that when I was in the class, someone had said spoon as a possible, um, a, po- a possible thing to focus on, but then the group had decided something else. And anyways, when I was a part of the second group and I said that I thought that I picked up spoon, you were like, you're wrong, but that was a possible option. So maybe someone might have sent it to me regardless because it was maybe just in their subconscious. So anyways, that was just such a fun game and it was cool to see how close people were. And a lot of people said such similar things that they picked up and it was really fun. So anyways, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I am just wondering if maybe right now you could tell us of a fun game that people could play that, um, you know, if there's someone listening that wants to increase their intuition, wants to maybe play with their kids or their family and um, see if they could, you know, develop it a little bit more. Do you have a fun suggestion of a game that they could play? The game that you are talking about is based on the idea of mental telepathy. Aha. Okay. Right? So very easy is to think of a number. Okay. Give yeah. it a range, one to 10, one to 50, whatever you want, mm-hmm. and see how quickly Imagine in your mind, sorry, backtrack for a second. Pick a number. You've got two sides. You could have a receiver and then you could have 10 senders. So 10 people would think of the same number and send it to the one receiver. Okay. So that gives the receiver a huge chance to get it because you've got a lot of energy coming at you from 10 people. Ah. Or you could make it even. You could have two senders and two receivers, which is roughly what we did in the class. I'm dividing the class in half yes however you want to to set it up depends if you have two children and two adults in a house you know one adult and one child one adult and one child and so on so you pick a pick a number pick a range and then just practice sending the number just sit and focus and think of nothing but the number but as you know when you do that all kinds of other thoughts connected to that number can also be coming into the back of your mind and you don't realize it. Right. So somebody gets a different thought and then afterward you can say, okay, well, I can see where that thought was connected to the number. And I guess that's what I sent to them. Hmm. So Hmm. on that note, so thinking about people sending energy to 
to another person. So say, let's take a feeling, for example. So say I was really mad at you. Now, would you be able to pick up if I was really mad and I was really thinking about you and kind of sending my anger, maybe not knowing your way, would you be able to possibly pick up on that? Quickly, the answer would be yes. It right. would be possible. But I think the answer I'd like to start out with is that everything depends on, I think, our game plan. Mm-hmm. What did okay. we come here to experience? So mm-hmm. you and I have obviously come here to experience opening up to metaphysical beliefs. Right. And if metaphysical beliefs fall into the category of the psychic development and we believe that we can send messages or send feelings, then we're going to be open to it. I see. And, and then the second part would be, why would it be important for me to pick up on your emotion? usually I find when conversations like that take place telepathically, the person who is upset or emotionally feeling negative, whatever is so maybe so down that they wouldn't have the energy or the strength or the incentive to pick up the phone and call somebody. Hmm. But because they're connected to this other person telepathically, the other person picks up, Oh, Melissa is really sad. Oh, I wonder what's the matter. Or Melissa's really angry. Oh boy, people better watch out. If she's angry, she'll get them. You know, that type of thing. So you phone up and you say, hey, Melissa, how are you doing? I'm so angry. And I was just thinking of you. How did you know? Well, there to me is how everything will take place. I see. So the stronger the need, the stronger the desire, the more apt it is to be able to be communicated. Okay. And is there a way to... I mean, the reason I'm asking this, I should preface this with, is because I recently realized, or I guess I was doing research, and maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you know that there are the the different kinds of psychic abilities, right? So clairsentience, for example, is the clear feeling. I was doing some research, and I found that people that have clairsentience as sort of their more natural gift. Um, They can feel other people's energy so strongly. And it's not just in a room. It can be someone that is far away. And I really resonated with this. And it's something that I have found that will really bug me. (laughs) And I can really get shaken by someone being angry at me or someone feeling annoyed with me. And so my question is, is it possible to shield yourself if you feel quite open to this and you don't really want to feel it so much anymore? Is that possible? So is this a spontaneous situation? You're meeting up with someone or you're having a conversation with someone and you find out from them that they are angry at you? I You're feeling... or is it happening without them being present? Yeah, it's happening without them being present. And it's driven me insane sometimes where I have to call them and say, look, I know you're feeling this way. It's driving me mental. (laughs) Please stop being angry with me. Tell me what's up. And then they will always confirm that I'm right. It's been, I've been a hundred percent accurate on this, which is crazy to say out loud because not many people, like you can't really say that in a lot of circumstances, but um, it has been, always accurate. And and it's made me feel, I don't know if it's vulnerable, but it certainly has 
made me feel, man, I just sometimes want to only feel my own emotions and don't want to feel other people's like, it's not, if someone's mad at me, then geez, just let them be mad at me. But if you can feel them being mad at you, it does kind of disturb you a little bit. So yeah. Okay. Have you experienced this ever? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. So you wanted to know, how can you protect yourself? Yes. From that happening. I have to go back to how I see how protection works. Okay. I think all these things that we're doing, we're doing on a higher energy consciousness, a higher vibration of, of life force energy. Okay. And when you are in the process of doing a little technique, like bringing in white light or visualizing a rainbow and having all the colors fall around you. I mean, there are just so many. We could talk forever on, on that. What you are in essence doing is accessing higher levels of your own energy life force. Right. You're accessing a higher consciousness of your own life force energy. That higher level will probably not be the level where you exist on a day-to-day basis. Okay. So I'll backtrack for a second then and explain that. When you meditate, you can have a sensation of lightness, of being higher, because you are actually accessing higher levels of energy. Mm-hmm. When the meditation is over, though, you come back to being your normal self, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. In terms of how you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with protection. When you do an energy protective technique, you are accessing a higher level of energy consciousness for yourself, but you can only hold that vibration for a certain length of time, and then you'll come back to normal. So if you don't know that somebody's angry about you, angry at you, and you only find it out because you start to feel it, then it's already too late, isn't it? Yeah. There would would be no way to protect yourself from that. Hmm. But then another part to that question is, I don't think anything happens to us unless we are meant to experience it so that we can learn. So when you can sense that somebody's angry at you, it's probably happening because whatever energy level they're on, it's vibrating across to you and stimulating a matching vibration in you. Hmm. So the example, one of my favorite examples is you are at a party and there's a, a couple there and you see the wife act in a jealous way toward her husband or toward her boyfriend. So, okay, no, I said wife. So toward her husband. Sure. And you react and you get annoyed. Now, did you get annoyed just because of that act on the physical level? If everything starts on the energy levels first, and I think it does, there has to have been a vibration of energy coming from that woman that found a matching vibration in you. Hmm. Now, does that mean you are a jealous person? No, not necessarily. But whatever caused the wife to become jealous, going back through her lifetime, whatever insecurity she holds and so on, you may hold similar insecurities. Hmm. And so one of the expressions they use is, is you got triggered. Yes, yes. Okay. Right. But- Other people would look at that jealous wife and 
see what she did, but really not react to it. Uh-huh. So again, it's the same idea. Do you have to put up protection so that when you go out to a party, you're not going to be affected by other people? Some, some do, but it won't last for very long. You can only hold that higher vibration and then you'll come back down. Hmm. So I would rather understand why I'm reacting. Yeah. And come at it from that angle, because if I can heal that part, then it doesn't matter what energy someone else is feeling or right. what emotion someone else is feeling. It's not going to bother me. Ah, you're so right, Faye. It's definitely the people pleaser in me, not wanting people to be upset with me. That's where it comes from. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, you're right. That's, that's, you hit it on the button. <laughs> Help me realize. <laughs> well, I'm kind of feeling a bit of an emotional reaction. So I would, I can easily own that too. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a people pleaser as well. Hey, we're all people to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes at the risk of our own happiness. So that's what we need to work on for sure. (laughs) But the fact that you then immediately got it and you're aware, but then you Mm. are working on it. Yeah. Oh, I am. Probably won't. It won't um, affect you. You know, it's interesting because I have spoken about this a lot to different friends within sort of the intuitive world. And I'm, I've never spoken to you about this, actually. This is completely organic that I'm talking about this right now <laughs> for everyone listening. I've never talked to Faye about this before, but um, I, I have spoken about it so much that it kind of came out of my mouth as habit. But it's interesting because now in my present life, some of the people that I would be speaking about that have affected me in regards to their emotions or whatnot are not really in my life anymore. And I have actually gotten to a point where people aren't affecting me as much. And I quit social media and I did, I did a whole bunch of things where I'm not being as, as affected as I used to be. So it's funny that this sort of came up for me to talk about when I kind of am already working on it. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you stopped social media knowing there was a possibility people would be angry with you for doing that Mm -hmm. or questioning, why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. Everybody's on social media. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, what's so interesting, Faye, when I quit social media, my first reflection on it, like the biggest difference that I found was that I you know how we talk about connective cords? So if anyone's listening um, you know, in phase classes and in a lot of the classes at Odyssey, we talk about like when you meet someone, you make a connection and, and, and you will have these connective cords that'll go from me to you. And, um, you know, if you want to get rid of someone from your life, you could essentially cut the cords. Like there's so much to it. But anyways, my point, what I first realized when I quit social media was that I didn't feel connected to people anymore. And I honestly, I personally think that that's the biggest reason why I have so much energy now. I feel like what people don't understand how social media, literally the marketing campaign for social media is how you can connect online and you, and it's a way to connect with people. Literally, I think we're connecting and we're giving our energy 
to many different people. And we might not be realizing that it's affecting us on a deep level because it's just so much energy going in so many different ways. And so many people were connected to that when you cut yourself off, I like, honestly, I, I would ask people to quit social media as an experiment. You don't have to quit it for good, but just to sort of see what I'm talking about. Because when I quit it, I truly didn't feel connected to people anymore. And I didn't feel that my energy was as drained anymore. It's really interesting. But I think there's a part of social media because you're connected literally to so many people. And I think we've, we've made these connective cords to so many people around the world, whether we know them or not. And maybe possibly because we're giving our energy to this platform and maybe it's taking a lot of our energy because we're giving it. It's not that it's taking it, but we're giving it that quite possibly we're giving away so much energy without realizing it. And we might not see how much it's depleting us until we step away for a couple minutes mm-hmm. and are not on it anymore. And I think the key is deleting it uh, or um, like you don't have to delete it fully, but there's an option to delete it for like 30 days or whatever. Um, and so that you just don't exist online and then just sort of as an experiment, see, um, but that was my experience. And I think that it's, it's so interesting how much energy I have now that I just didn't have before. You have reminded me of an experience that I had many, many years ago when we were getting involved with the internet So don't let me forget now what we're talking about here with you stopping media, if social media, if I tell you this story, okay. Okay, I will. So I was at uh, a friend, sorry, I wasn't there when it happened or was I? Okay, I think I was there. It's been a long, long time since I thought about this situation. (laughs) A lady was on her computer. I was visiting with she and her husband. The husband and I were talking. She's on the computer. All of a sudden, I felt an energy come in the room. And I just immediately turned and looked at her. And as I'm turning to look at her, she's turning to look at me. And she said, did you just feel that? Or did you feel that? I said, yes, I did. What, what's going on over there? She said, I just made a connection on a, a website here. And as soon as she did, in came this energy. <sighs> so we dealt with it and we sent the energy to the light. And we'll never know for sure if our interpretation of what the energy represented was correct because she didn't know this person. Mm-hmm. But what we got intuitively was that this en- energy was an entity and it was connected to the person she had been communicating with Whoa. On, on the internet. That person probably, or might not even have known that they had this entity hanging around them. Wow. But the minute she made the connection energetically, the entity knew that she and I would know how to send it home. Whoa. And in it came. So I always remembered that because it's a really good example to verify exactly what you're saying. Hmm. Back to the social media then. If she could be that connected to that other person, so is everybody else. Yep. Because I believe everybody is intuitive. I believe everybody has a psychic side to them. Agreed. So yeah. that that just, I, I haven't thought of that story for a long, long time, but it does verify for me anyway, this social media connection. 
So there's another way too of looking at the idea of giving away your energy or taking on other people's energies. I think we have a, a finite amount of life force energy. It's enough to keep us alive. It's enough to help us serve our life purpose. Life force energy is always coming to us, but that doesn't mean we absorb it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So when we're talking to people, I don't think we're necessarily giving away our energy. We just might be vibrating at the same frequency as they are. Go back to that example of you being aware that someone is angry at you. Hmm because something in their energy field is stimulating something in your energy field. So if all the people you are talking to on social media are terrified at what is happening in the world, they may not even express it. They might just be having a conversation about something else with you, but mm -hmm. energetically, and especially because you are sensitive. Yes. Part of you is going to recognize, wait a minute, I, I know that vibration, that's fear, or that's yes. whatever. And so yours gets activated. Yes. So it's the same idea. So yes, you can get off the internet from having talked to four or five people through a Zoom meeting or just even through emails or however on a website. And now like you're exhausted. Totally. Because <laughs> all of that low frequency energy within you, anything that matched got stimulated. Wow. I actually find it fascinating. Yeah. When I think about it as to how all of this happens. Yeah, it is it's truly fascinating. And as you were talking, um, I even thought about how how I'm feeling right now, the only way that I can describe it, it's like going to a cottage for the weekend and not having any connection with the internet or social media. That's how I've been feeling for the last eight months without having it. It's yeah. this like, like just so much energy, this drive that has come back in me that I haven't felt since I was, you know, 17 years old when I first started using Facebook to be completely honest. I, I feel like a kid again. I'm playing, I'm writing every morning, I'm being creative. And I just, I, it's because I have so much energy and, uh, it's so interesting to me. And as you're talking, you have me thinking, what about ads? What about, you know, social media agendas? Cause we know that there are, you know, we know that there are definitely people that own these apps that have their own agendas in terms of what they promote and what people see. So do you think like, what about that and it keeping everyone on the same frequency? Because if you're being promoted fear, 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 or uh, things to compare yourself to constantly and be in this sort of jealous slash fear slash anxiety mode. Um, yeah. Then it's like, it's, it's almost like they kind of want everyone to be on that frequency. I don't know if it's like a conscious thing, but it's interesting how, um, the, how marketing works and how, yeah, I think everybody that are using these apps and, and that are on social media are constantly on this frequency. You don't sell the steak. You sell the sizzle. Oh, I've never heard that. The sizzle stirs up the emotions. Oh, the emotions when stirred up will amplify the energy that you are sending out. It's your life force energy and it is constantly flowing. So right. 
It's not that you're sending it out and, and not being replenished or losing, but you're constantly vibrating. Energy always moves. Mm-hmm. When it's not moving, that's when trouble happens or that's when we would get sick and so on. So Press, it's constantly yeah. moving. And so uh, I'm trying to think of it. I was trying to think of an ad that I just saw recently that, that says what you're talking. Oh, okay. Starting out people saying, if you have arthritis and you eat this vegetable, you might want to stay on this station and, and listen to this or however they worded it. So of course my age, I do have arthritis. So I start listening and then I thought, wait a minute, vegetable, come on. There cannot be a vegetable that causes arthritis, but that's because I don't think that way, but somebody else who doesn't think that food's not going to hurt them Mm -hmm. would hear that arthritis and now there they are. And so they eventually end up buying the product. Mm -hmm. So it appeals to the fear in us. Mm -hmm. It appears to um, low self-esteem. Oh, you think the only way to lose weight is to diet and exercise. Well, I have news for you. Oh, are you going to be listening? Everybody's going to be listening. Really? You've got a new product where I don't have to diet and I don't have to exercise and I can lose weight. So appealing to all those emotions inside. So when you're off the meat, off the social media, you're not getting that barrage coming yeah. at you. Yeah. There's, there's nothing coming at me anymore, actually. Only what I give my attention to on YouTube. That's literally the only thing now. Cause I don't even watch the news or TV. Uh, I mean, I do watch, I, yeah, I do watch TV and there's still messages and emotions that are being portrayed, obviously, through movies and television. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, the point is to make us feel, um, which is just so interesting when you think about that <laughs> and what is so heavily promoted through movies and whatnot. But man, I could talk about this stuff forever. I think it's so interesting. I really want to move on, though, because I want to get you to tell everyone a little story about maybe one time when you were doing a house clearing. Cause like I said, Faye does house clearings and I took her course and it was so fun. And we went to a big, it was not a farm. Was it? It was, there was a barn there. They just had a lot of land. Was it a farm? I can't remember. Neither can I. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Um, If we went, if we if we went to do a house clearing and you remember a lot of land, then then yes, it would have been a farm. And okay. were we clearing the farmhouse or the barn area? Well, there was two groups actually, and there was a group that had already taken your course that were coming to help out, and they went to the barn, and we went through the house. That was a four million dollar farm. It was massive. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I remember now. And that was the second time we had gone back, and that's why I had. I had gone twice. So when we do the spirit clearing course, we go out and do a house clearing or in this case, a farm clearing. So people in the group have first option. If if anyone in the group feels that their house or thinks that their house is haunted, we're going to go and clear their house. Right. In this case, this was somebody who had taken my course, who knew the people who owned this farm. So we had taken, I had taken one class there and we had cleared the house, and so on. And then a little while later, there was an, another request from the owner. She called me directly. And it just so happened I had another 
group going for the spirit clearing course and we needed a place to, to come to. But I thought, you know what? We need a backup team here too. Or we need, mm -hmm. we need some people who got some experience. So they went and did the, all the barn area. And then you were in the new group then and, and you yes. and the other in the new group and I went through the house. Yes. Okay. And they had the dogs and the one dog. Yes. Yes. The one dog had um, <clears throat> one uh, um, was, was it missing a leg or was it? Had blind? Just I can't remember. Surgery. Yes. Right. And had okay. removed. Yes. Yes. And that was a lot of emotion there too. When we were going through the house and Oh yeah. It was such a cool experience. And, um, you know, I loved taking that class and I actually tell so many people about this class Faye, And I say, you know, if there's any class that you should take, if you're interested within this realm, <clears throat> I think that's a really good one because Hollywood has kind of made people really fearful of spirit. And, you know, I think that class was, <laughs> life-changing is such a big word, but it was in, in terms of the way that I saw spirit, because I just had such a perspective based off of what I had seen in the exorcist that to me, you know, going to take a spirit clearing course or, or going to a haunted house was so terrifying. But when I took this class, um, I, and I tell everybody this, this is the coolest thing that you helped explain was that, spirit that hasn't crossed over. It's not that they're necessarily evil like you see in the movies. It's that they're a low frequency and they need help going to the light and they need, mm -hmm. you know, they, they had something unresolved when they were here and they are on a very low frequency and they, you know, if, if they feel quote unquote, like dark, it's because they're, they're very fearful themselves and they just need help finding love and going to the light. And when people hear that, they go, oh, that's not that scary. Cause it, yeah, it's, it's not. And I think I love that you teach this course and I love that you explain that. Cause I think that is just something that so many people need to hear. They need to hear that so that they're not so fearful of it. Mm -hmm. So I think spirits everywhere. It's just, you know, um, unfortunately movies have made people really scared. <laughs> So, and, and that idea that we were talking about earlier with the jealous wife mm -hmm. and, and you, you are, I was using you as an example, but anybody who would react to that. So let's suppose that take that same jealous person, maybe the jealousy came from very low self-esteem and that idea of not feeling worthy came out in many areas of their life. And it continued right up until the day they died. Mm -hmm. When they die, if that feeling, that low frequency energy or what we would call a negative emotion is very much stronger than the rest of the person. And, and it's part of their destiny to have this happen. That's always number one of the criteria. That person gets stuck. Mm -hmm. They don't go home. And you've probably heard the story about going through the tunnel and seeing the white light at the end of the tunnel, mm -hmm. energetically, that tunnel is equated to what we call the main vertical power current that exists in our energy levels through which our life force energy flows. So when we die, there's something different. That physical body is no longer alive. Something left it. Mm. And what left it was the life force. And the life force travels up that main vertical power current 
which is symbolized what you see psychically is the tunnel. Cool. Going through the tunnel. So anybody who has had a lot of abuse, maybe when they were younger, however it worked out that they have this low self-esteem, as they're going through the tunnel, there'll be areas that will be blocked and they don't get all the way through. They don't get to the white light. Ah, so they say they're trapped. They've got one foot in one world, the physical world, and one foot in the spiritual world. And they're in between. And they become what we think of as ghosts. The, oh, that's the majority. So cool. That's so interesting. And it, now, do you believe that, because you know, back back in the day when priests would would say blessings before someone passed away or while they passed, do, do you believe that that, helped go like um spirit go to light um because i know that people believe that now that's that priests don't really do that as much anymore because people aren't as religious that there's a lot more spirit (laughs) on this plane that's not going to the light i heard this recently and i thought that was really interesting and so um yeah i heard that some people theorize that it's because they're not having help go to the light or, or they're not being blessed before they pass and yeah, I thought that was oh, cool. It's very interesting. I've never heard that, Melissa. Yeah, okay. Cheryl was telling me. I think actually, I think it might be a theory that she she had in meditation that sort of came up, and I thought that's really possible. Like that feels kind of right to me. So I I wonder. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's go back to the priest then and the blessing. I believe the power in any situation mm-hmm. is within the person themselves. Right. So. And I don't, I don't mean this disrespectful in any way to any religion or any religious leader. Sure. But when the priest is doing the blessing, yes, they've got the best intentions. They're coming from their heart. So that would mean they're also coming from a high frequency of energy, mm-hmm. which is going to help stimulate the high frequency of energy of the person who is passing. Ah. That high frequency of energy is a higher level of consciousness. So now what would be coming to the person who is sick and maybe dies within a few hours and so on is more understanding about what actually happens when they die. And that's what takes control of them. But the power was within them because the priest could do a blessing to somebody else. And if that person was unable to tap into that higher frequency of energy within themselves, the blessing wouldn't necessarily do any good. Right. That makes sense. So to go along with Cheryl's idea, what if what she's picking up on is the fact that, excuse me, people may be more wounded. Yes. Than generations before, even though they're not necessarily walking around excuse me, physically ill, they mentally and emotionally, they could be worse off in their minds than previous generations. So the priest's power to do the blessing and raise the priest's energy has no impact on the person because they're still buried in the lower frequencies Mm. because of their life and what they need to heal. Did I connect the dots there? Okay. Because I was definitely. Fair. Yeah. So interesting. And I, and I think also, you know, if people aren't religious anymore, they're not even having the opportunity of the priest possibly helping them get to a higher frequency. Or they wouldn't think of 
contacting a priest. Exactly. But what an interesting thought, eh? I think, yeah, I just, I, I wonder, but I, it, it certainly feels right. It feels that it is quite possible. And I wonder if as an experiment, if priests or even just people like us that like to spread love and light. If we went to someone before they pass and try to help them get to a high frequency, I, I wonder. So I was going to use that as another example then of people who are surrounded by loved ones when they pass. Mm-hmm. Even though the loved ones are sad, I would think the dominating frequency of energy is going to be how much they love the person. Because it's that love and wanting that person to be in their life that's causing them to be sad. So I think the person passing gets the boost from all the love. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a far greater chance that they're going to see the light. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so interesting. Oh, I just love talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I could talk to you all day, Faye, but of course I have already <laughs> taken so much of your time. So before we finish up, I have a couple last questions for you. And I think we did this last time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, for everyone listening, <laughs> this is actually the second time Faye has been on Namaste. I know, I know to you, it's the first, the first time we recorded about a month ago. And unfortunately the audio didn't work out. And, um, Um, yeah. And I was really sad as I went to edit it. I wanted to post it last week. And so I said, Faye, please do it again. So here we are again doing it. So did I pull a card for you last time, Faye? I'm just trying to remember. I think you did. Yes. Just please don't ask me which card it was. (laughs) No worries. It happened yesterday. I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. Uh, Same. I don't really have a good long-term memory (laughs) or short-term or, (laughs) or anything on that matter. Um, So yes, I'm going to pull a card for you. And then I would also love while I'm sort of shuffling the cards, perhaps you could tell everyone listening what classes you're possibly offering right now. Because I know we discussed that at Odyssey, the actual store is closed, but you are offering classes online right now, right? And or maybe you can tell us what what ones you're offering right now, what ones are coming up, um, and how people can go ahead and uh, enroll. Once a month, we have what's called an open spiritual development circle or an open circle. So you can register the day of and you call into Odyssey Books, Odyssey Books and Resource Center. The website is odysseybooks.com. And so you can register. So the first Tuesday of every month, it's an open class. It's from 7 to 8.30, but we always end with with a little meditation. Then starting, I believe it is April the 6th. I'm running the first level of my spiritual development program. So it's 10 weeks. So it's spiritual development level one, and it starts April the 7th, and it goes to June the 9th. So it's 10 weeks. And again, you can call up Odyssey Books and register. And interestingly enough, and I meant to mention this earlier when we were talking about um, asking questions and about life and and what is the meaning of it and so on. That is what I say to people about the spiritual development level one. I think the topics we discuss and the information people get in their meditations answer a lot of life questions like, who am I? Where did I come from? Where do I go when I die? What am I here for? All those things get get discussed with backup information from other authors and and my personal experiences, 
But I think always what's most important is what the person gets in their meditation. Yes. That's their truth, which brings oh. us back full circle. <laughs> oh, for sure. Actually, it's so funny. Bef- before I, I tell you your cards, you just reminded me of something. So in our very first class, um, I don't know if it was like the first one, but in Psychic Development 1, um, in regards to meditations, I remember you had us do a meditation and we were supposed to um, see what came to us in terms of um, just higher guidance from our higher self. Like what came to us, what pictures we saw, we were supposed to write it down anyway. Sorry. The reason I'm bringing this up is because, um, I was recently going through an old journal and I found my notes from that original class. And I thought it was so interesting because I had written down hydrosol. (laughs) It's hard to explain, but I, I, I wrote down like flower essences and hydrosol, or or I wrote down hydrosol and like something like essences. And I didn't at the time know what that was. And later on, I learned about Bach flower remedies and I started getting into understanding hydrosols and how that can help you. And anyways, I was just reflecting on that just the other day. And you reminded me of it talking about how we learn so much in our meditations because that, yeah, we totally do those meditations help us just not only trust ourselves so much more, but yeah, you just, you learn so much about like your purpose and why we are here. And yeah, the classes are so cool. (laughs) I love them. (laughs) Could talk about it forever, but anyway, so I pulled you some cards. Um, Oh, sorry. Did you finish telling everyone where they can go? Um, Odysseybooksandresources.com? I thought so. I thought I did. Yes. yes, you did. Perfect. Okay, great. So, um, yes, yeah, so you guys can go there to check it out. Everything is online now. So even if you're listening from the U.S., you can join her classes now because it's all online, uh, which makes it uh, so fantastic for all of my listeners because I have people in Germany even. So there's a lot of people from around the world that listen and um, could possibly now take your classes, face. So it's awesome that you're offering it everywhere now. <laughs> Say something else then that you just reminded me of. Sure. If if people have never taken a course which includes a meditation through Zoom or through on online before, I should maybe just explain that when it comes time for the meditation, people turn their audio, sorry, people turn their video off. Mm-hmm. They leave their audio on so they can hear me talking them through the meditation but they turn the music on in their own home where if we were at the store, I choose the music and we all listen to the, to the same music. So I've had a number of people jokingly say we, we much prefer the zoom classes because we can listen to the kind of meditation music that we like. Right. Ah. But I think it's important to understand just how exactly are you going to meditate online as opposed to being, you know, in person. Well, that's, that's how we do it. And it seems to work out. Everybody loves it. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I always liked the music that you chose. I resonated with, with a lot of what you used. Um, but certainly I could see how other people that might like the drums or whatnot. Cause I know some people mm-hmm. like hearing drum beats. I, I don't <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, I could see them really enjoying that. So that's a really cool on uh, another perk of taking online classes. Okay. So yes, you guys can check that out. I will also leave the link to um, the Odyssey website and to the classes in the description box below of this audio. 
Okay. Are you ready for Uh, your cards? (laughs) So I am classically classic Mel using the psychic tarot by John Holland. I'm sure you've seen those cards before. Um, It's a pretty popular deck at Odyssey. I sometimes use the wisdom of the hidden realms. Actually for the first sort of 50 episodes, I was using that deck and yeah, I just switched and I really love this deck. So I'm going with it. A couple cards flew out for you, Faye. So we're just going to go with it. So the first one that flew out was the solar plexus card. So I, you know, it's that for me personally, I'm trying not to let what I know about you affect me when looking at this card, but it's pretty obvious. So for everyone listening that doesn't know anything about chakras, the solar plexus is sort of located around your stomach area. And oftentimes when the solar plexus card comes up, it could do with maybe um, you bloat quite often from food allergies or food sensitivities, or it could literally mean that you have a lot of emotional work that you're working through. A lot of the time we find that our solar plexus is where um, like, you know, when you hear gut feeling, like often I think mm-hmm. that's, I always, yeah, seem to see a correlation with the solar plexus might maybe being a little bit off or whatnot. So I think this is just coming up as, as something to be aware of. I don't think that you're necessarily blocked in your solar plexus. I just think it's something to be aware of that. Maybe um, what I'm going to tell you it's regarding your solar plexus area. Okay. Um, I just have to plug my computer in. I just got a notification that it's dying. No, there we go. Okay. The next card. Well, interestingly enough, it flew out onto the floor and I can see it and I don't want (laughs) to. Actually, I'm going to grab it. (laughs) The whole time you were talking, I didn't want to interrupt by like going onto the floor and grabbing it. But the next card that came out of the deck is called the destiny card. And I find this card to be very interesting. I am going to read the little booklet on what this card represents for you. Because when I look at it, I, I see a woman holding her chest and holding her heart. And there's like a beam of yellow light coming from her. And it's almost like she's protecting her heart a little bit. And there's many different versions of her. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So maybe that's nine different parts of her personality, but she feels like she needs to protect herself. And, and so I'm just going to read what this card represents in the book, but I kind of feel that that's the theme of why this card is coming up. Perhaps you've been protecting yourself a little, little bit too much and you need to uh, be aware of the fact that everything is okay and you don't need to be fearful and you don't need to protect your heart because you have a lot of loving people surrounding you. But the book's going to say something else. So let's go ahead and read it. It okay. says, good luck and fortune are now in your favor. There you go. Yeah, like that. <laughs> a cycle of change, success, and growth is eminent. Life ebbs and flows in its natural journey. And the destiny card signifies that good karma has come full circle. Love that. Lady Luck is pointing directly at you. What you sowed, you're about to reap. Open up your heart and accept and receive. Open up your heart. There you go. <laughs> and accept and receive what you've earned opportunities, whether expected or unexpected are knocking at your door. 
This is a time to allow your problems to be replaced by solutions. Believe in destiny as you learn to let go of old issues. You're being given the chance to understand the lessons and gain the wisdom from the past, enabling you to move steadily forward in a positive direction. Holding on to a strong belief that you deserve to be happy and prosperous and have abundance in all areas of your life is the key. This confident mindset will show you that the impossible can indeed become the possible. With this card, take advantage of all opportunities. Act now, take responsibility for your actions, and enjoy the fact that destiny is presently in your favor. Don't always rely on luck, however, for the wheel most definitely will turn again. Wow. Wow. May, may I tell you what I got from both those cards? Absolutely. It goes, it goes along with what you were saying, too. Perfect. You mentioned beliefs and mindset in the destiny card mm -hmm. and the chakra card. Uh -huh. That's the third chakra from the bottom. That's the mind. There you go. Scientists know where the brain is, but nobody knows where the mind is because mm -hmm. the mind, as I understand it, exists on a higher level of energy. Mm. And that idea then, where do your beliefs come from? You have to think. Your beliefs come from your thoughts, from your mind. So to me, I'm, it's saying work on the third chakra, open up the mind, trust, believe, and good fortune is on the way. I like that. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> You're welcome. And I mean, the last one that flew out is pretty explanatory. It's the intuition card. So use no. your intuition. Oh, my God. Oh, three cards. Now. Wow. Yeah, it just they just kept flying out. So I just kind of go with it when that happens. But uh, interestingly enough, intuition is what this card is all about. And so I think, I mean, you just connected all the dots. And that's partly a, mm -hmm. that's your intuition. I think this is just a card that comes up when it's saying to just trust what you're guided to. Um, that's what I always sort of get when I pull this card. So yeah, very cool. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Faye, this was so fun. You know what? I'm going to go so far as to say, I think this one was even better than the first. Just saying. <laughs> I would have to agree with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that we talked about energy. We talked about your classes. There's just so much we could talk about even more so, but I will let you go because I've taken so much of your time. This has been so, so fun. Thank you so much. I cannot begin to explain how happy it makes me to have you on the show. So thank you for coming on. I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that you were an awesome guest. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. And thank you for having me. And again, thank you for all the nice things that you say. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go ahead and give it a like and subscribe for good vibes and more content like this. Up and coming on the show, I have, of course, the return of none other than John Gray himself. Very exciting, as well as an awesome psychic medium named Lindsay Bradley from England. She lives close to my hometown in England, and she was just such a thrill such a pleasure to do an episode with so stay tuned for both of those coming up on the show 
Also, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Melissa Milotti, where I post all the video versions for the episodes, as well as some other spiritual content. Sometimes I pull cards. It's where we do the live streams for Lunchtime Sunshine. Lots of fun things happening on the YouTube channel. So I hope you will check that out as well. Sending you so much love, light, and motivation to go and slay at your goals. And of course, sunshine vibes. Love you guys so, so much. Namaste. Mm-hmm.